Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, here we are. We made it to Friday, and we made it to the end of September. Glad you're with us. One of my favorite months comes to an end, and more to come here in October with uh, the harvest, and the trees are starting to turn a little bit, so we're getting into the end of the fall season, and uh, boy, a string of great weather days here. This is like living in Southern California almost. Uh, 70, 74, 73, 72, 72, all the way into next Tuesday, and no rain in the forecast. So enjoy it, and uh, hope you'll enjoy the show today. We've got uh, both hours here. We've got an hour of open line here this first hour. Today's show, by the way, and uh, typically for home games, we would have, of course, a lot of Illini Friday information. We'll, we'll drop in a few little nuggets here along the way today, but... Today's show brought to you by OSF On-Call Urgent Care with same-day walk-in care for minor illnesses and injuries. You can go to osfhealthcare.org for locations. We'll take your open line conversation, phone calls, emails, and texts here today. As you heard Gene mention, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. And then in the second hour, we'll do our Flashback Friday that we do. At the end of the month, last hour of the last Friday of the month, we'll have a topic for you. We'll let you know the topic shortly before the top of the 10 o'clock hour, and then you can jump in with us and do that as well. Hope you well. I had a great time last night uh, at the uh, Champaign Public Library, their uh, great author series, and Doris Kearns Goodwin was there, and she's fantastic. Talked for about an hour, signed books afterwards, uh, some, a couple of her books, of course, Team of Rivals is, a, is an older book, but uh, what a great book that is about Lincoln. She's written about LBJ, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, who she worked for at one point, and uh, Franklin Roosevelt and Teddy Roosevelt, and talked about all of those and some of the things and some of the – and she was hopeful too because she talked about – because people say – they she said they come up to her in the airports all the time when they see her at different places and they say, is this the worst it's ever been? as far as our country and what's going on and anger and confusion and people not sure of the future and so forth. And she goes, hey, look at history. We've been through some really bad things before, and the problem is that we're living in it and we can't see, we don't know what happens. And if you go back and look at history, a lot of people were in the same position back in the early days of the Great Depression or the early days of World War II after Pearl Harbor. <clears throat> Pearl Harbor or at the turn of the century, or 
right after what Lincoln had to deal with, uh, with all the states seceding leading up to the Civil War. I mean, there's all kinds of certain inflection points, certain times that have been really turbulent. And uh, we can read about it in the history books now and think, oh, well, they should have seen that coming. Well, we can't see everything coming. And so I thought it was just a really, really good uh, event she put on last night at the Champaign Public Library. And congratulations to Brittany and all the folks at the library for a job well done there. So that was uh, that was great fun. Uh, 910, again, an open line here this first hour. And then we'll do the flashback Friday next week, busy week. As we get into October, well, the Monday morning quarterback show on Monday, of course. we got the Wisconsin game tomorrow at 11. All of our game day coverage, Illini game day, 8 o'clock sports talk, Saturday sports talk, 9 o'clock from Camp Randall. We'll have a game day coverage with Scott and the crew, and then we'll kick it off at 11 against the Badgers, and we'll see what happens. Badgers about, I think, about a touchdown favorite, roughly. And they just got blitzed by Ohio State. But as I said earlier with, with Dave and Ed, I, you know, I wouldn't base too much of what you think about Wisconsin or what you saw at Ohio State. I mean, certainly taken into account, but Ohio State's just that good. They're on a different different planet than most of the teams. But I think Illinois has a shot. Top running back in the country, Chase Brown, Braylon Allen's really good. You got two of the top five backs in the country, basically. Going ahead to head, I like what DeVito's doing with the offense, Barry Lunny's offense. They seem to be merging and coming together and running a really good offense. The defense, of course, has been lights out. Only two touchdowns allowed so far in four games. So should be a good one. We'll have it for you all tomorrow here on the radio. So listen for that and all the sports talk leading up to it, of course, as well. 9-11, DWS, Hurricane, now back. I guess Hurricane, uh, it's a Category 1, right? Heading for South Carolina, Charleston, and so forth. As it moved across Florida, a lot of devastation, a lot of uh, just horrific-looking pictures, particularly around Fort Myers. So if you've heard any damage reports from friends or family or other ones down there in uh, Florida, maybe you've got some property down there, uh, let us know. Also, the open invitation throughout the fall here, if you're out in the fields, let us know where you are and where you might be working. We'll do that, of course. That's kind of an open, uh, evergreen situation there. And, of course, we talked a lot yesterday. If you missed any of the visit with Chapin Rose, state senator, about the Safety Act and also the insurance issue for retirees, if you missed some of that, some good stuff in there. Next week we'll talk to Scott Bennett, state senator, Democrat, about uh, the Safety Act, and he proposed some uh, some changes to it, some clarification and uh, Julia Reitz will join us as well next Thursday. Scott in the 9 o'clock hour, Julia at 10. Judge Jason Baum with us. Judge here in Champaign County will join us on Wednesday. And i got a line eye Friday heading for the Iowa game next Saturday. 9-12. Adam Austin, our producer, will get it started after this opening timeout. Penny for your thoughts here on a Friday at the end of September. Hey, Illini family, it's Illinois Volleyball Coach Chris Thomas. We'll see you tonight at Huff for a match against Purdue. And catch every point right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Back on a penny for your thoughts here as we get it started on a Friday. At the end of September, 
friends at OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute, heart and vascular specialists, leaders in their field. They have the latest technology, know how to use it. No need to travel to Chicago, Indy, or St. Louis for world-class heart and vascular care. They can take care of you at the OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute. Experts there, trust them. They understand there's no room for error when you have a heart in your hand. The experts have put everything into being among the best healthcare experts in the world. And they offer total heart care, including pacemakers, bypasses, heart pumps, valves replacements, and even heart transplants. Penny for your thoughts again, brought to you by OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute here today on this Friday. Again, our flashback Friday in the next hour at 10. A couple of notes for you on this uh, Illini Friday, brought to you by OSF. For the game at Wisconsin, the Illini have held three of their last four opponents to 222 total yards or less to start the season. Now, back in the day, 200 yards, you know, I'm talking when I was a kid, 200 yards was a lot, but it's really nothing now. I mean, teams routinely roll up four or 500 yards a game. So holding opponents to 222 a game is really good. Twelve of the last 13 games going back to last year, the Illini have held opponents to 25 points or less. And opponents this year overall averaging just eight points a game against the Illini. In the last 10 games, Illinois has only allowed two passing touchdowns. Think about that. And they hold Wyoming to 30 passing yards, Indiana to 32 rushing yards, Virginia to 42 rushing yards, and Chattanooga to 49 passing yards and 93 rushing so far. And the Illini have outscored their opponents this year, 113-32, to 38-9 to in the first quarter. Remember last year we couldn't seem to score in the first quarter? Well, 38-9 to in the first quarter and have outscored them 24-3 to in the third quarter. And one thing Brett Bielema wanted with his offense was some balance. Line averaging 209 rushing yards so far this year and 245 passing. And converting on 45% of third downs so far. The red zone, the 13 out of 19, that's where they could be better and they got better in the Chattanooga game. And they'll need to be good there tomorrow in the game in Madison. Team flies up there uh, later this afternoon. We'll be on that flight here later today. For the short flight up to Madison, we'll have all the coverage for you tomorrow here on DWS and our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. Volleyball plays tonight, by the way, at home against Purdue. They'll be at Wisconsin on Sunday. I know soccer's got a match, I think, uh, this coming up this weekend as well, and cross country, and all the teams are It's a busy time of the year here as we hit the 1st of October. And basketball, men and women, not that far behind either here in about a month. Start playing some uh, games a month or so. All right, back to the phones. Here we go. And Joe joins us this morning. Hi, Joe. Hello there, Brian. Uh, yes, sir. Hope you get a you have a safe trip and a good and a, I hope the line I uh, actually win. Well, anyway, I know our governor has an ad on TV about the Safety Act. He said people ain't going to walk out of, out of jail, which is is an untruth because the simple fact of it is, is the Safety Act, there's no no bonds. So so I, I admit that people that for rape and murder ain't going to walk, but everyone else is. So 
Well, I, I, I think I think his ad is BS because the simple fact of it is, there are people going to walk. <laughs> well, po- political ads are one animal that's a little different. I mean, uh, for both sides. I mean, I I think people take one aspect of something and they blow it up out of proportion. I mean, it, there's some truth in it. Not saying they're lying, but there's usually in political ads. I'm just this is nothing new. There's some exaggeration going on that you probably need to look into but you know it, it does well in a political ad um the other thing is there, there's it's I think it's a lot more complicated than just okay this is happening on january 1 and this isn't and that's why i'm going to have scott and uh, julie on thursday next week to kind of help okay here's what's happening and here's what's not happening so well i hope this the state's attorney actually does better job than some of these other individuals going to do during that time. That's, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good weekend. 920. Got a text on this, too. It says, the Safety Act is what happens when you rush to make decisions in tough times. When this was drawn up, we were letting the media cherry-pick situations from across the U.S. to make people who cannot make a decision themselves feel sorry for life for lifelong criminals. The media showed things like showing their eighth-grade picture or the one time they dressed up without their gun in their hand like their Facebook accounts show. They showed one side of the story. Everyone fell for it. And here we are now letting a, pass, a purse snatcher make our laws. All right, that's on the uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Editorial today in the News Gazette having to do with paying off federal loan quickly, the best move for Illinois. Governor Pritzker, recent announcement of his debt reduction plan include involving the state's unemployment insurance trust fund, they say is welcome news. Pritzker said earlier this week the state reducing the fund's remaining $1.8 billion in pandemic-related debt by $450 million. Now, some Republican lawmakers have argued, they say, while applauding the repayment, argued again that Illinois should have used its $8.1 billion in federal coronavirus aid to repay the entire $4.5 billion debt. Republicans say that instead the majority party waited for that money to be depleted on other proposals and programs, including personal pork projects, two Republicans said in a joint statement. And uh, the governor said the $450 million repayment, the product of reduced stress on the state's unemployment system, resulting from historically low unemployment claims that have produced strong and steady growth in the trust fund. That's been a big issue, of course, for many years, trying to get that fund debt down. And at least it took a whack at it a little bit. It's a lot of money, $450 million, but there's a lot more left, I guess. So that news in the uh, News Gazette today. Got our uh, game of the week that uh, the News Gazette's covering, of course. Muhammad and Quincy Notre Dame. Frank Dutton Field and Muhammad coming up tonight. We'll have that coverage on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. And got the very popular, becoming popular, meeting minutes and more in the uh, News Gazette today as well that you can check out either online or with the uh, handheld copy that you get at home every day. All right, 922, uh, we got an open line going here until 10 o'clock on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM. Then we'll do our flashback Friday in the second hour. Always fun to do that. We'll give you the topic here a little bit before the top of the hour. 
All right, back with more. Penny, for your thoughts, quick break, and we'll continue here on this Friday, September 30, the end of the month, October tomorrow. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. Nine twenty-five, nice and sunny out there, and the temperature is not wavering much. 70, 74, 73, 72, all the way into next week. Hopefully, you're getting some harvest work done. If you're out there, let me know. If you got some uh, damage reports from family or friends down in Florida, let me know that. I know some of the pictures are pretty, um, like, wow. That's amazing what the uh, wind and water can do, isn't it? 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. couple of notes on the uh, Badgers here on our OSF Illini Fridays that they sponsor. Wisconsin has now lost nine times in a row to Ohio State after that loss the other night. Nine straight losses. Raylan Allen, their outstanding tailback, did have 165 yards rushing, but the Buckeyes rolled up 539 total yards in that game. Paul Christ in his eighth year, 67-25 and as the Badgers head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for our coach, Brett Bielema, when they were together at Wisconsin. His record right now pretty similar to what Bielema went. Bielema went 68-24 and during his time so with the Badgers. Started 17-1 and as the head coach at Wisconsin. And the Badgers, for 13 straight years, have had a winning record in the Big Ten. And the current longest bowl streaks, teams that have made bowls in consecutive years, Georgia 25 in a row. Oklahoma 23 in a row, Wisconsin 20 bowl games in a row. So there's a few little tidbits for you here as we uh, drop those in. 827 at News Talk 1400, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Open line here. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good today. How are you, Brian? Good. Ready to go to Madison. Good. Good. Uh, Quick question. I guess you're going to have some people on Thursday, I think, about maybe talk about the Safety Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like you to ask them a question about trespassing. A friend of mine showed me uh, the clause in that act that covers that, and I couldn't hardly believe it when he told me, so he showed me the clause. Basic says they're trespassing on their your yard, beeping Tom, that type of thing. The police can come and give them a citation, but they can't remove them from your property. I'd like to See if they'd clarify that. Yeah, I'd like to get some clarification because I, I keep hearing that, and um, it must be in there because I've had more than one. You're not the only one that's pointed that out. So, Okay, I hadn't heard that, and I, but anyway, I just that's kind of concerning. If somebody wanted to pitch a tent in your yard, I guess they can't make a move. So yeah. that's kind of what it's presented to me. Well, we'll see what we can find out. Okay. All right. Good time in Madison. Yeah, thank you. I will. Appreciate it. Okay, Nine, bring home a win. Yes, sir. That's my plan. Okay. <laughs> Nine twenty-eight. Line I haven't won up there since oh two. That was my first year, first full year after I uh, succeeded Jim. I went up there in oh two and beat them, and we haven't won up there since. 
few t- a couple of times ago, not last time. Last time we played there, it was the COVID year. There was nobody in the stands. I mean, that was that was creepy. There was nobody. It was cold and empty. But it'll be packed tomorrow, 80,000 or so. Apparently they've done some renovation, too, on one end there by the field house. I'm kind of anxious to see that. 217-356-9397. Chris is up next. Hey, Chris. Hi, Brian. Go Bulldogs. As you mentioned, uh, the game tonight that uh, WHMS will be carrying. Uh, uh, this team is so much fun to watch again. Um, their offense, uh, defense, uh, all all into the uh, aspects of the uh, game. They play and they do it right, and uh, it'll be another fun game tonight against uh, Quincy Notre Dame. So it'll be a packed house again, too. So if you want to Maybe get there a little early to get in line to get uh, get a seat. Uh, it's be another fun night at in Bulldog Nation. Yeah, they uh, they love their Bulldogs out there, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing really good. And all yeah. teams, you know, freshmen up to the varsity are having uh, good seasons. Along with you know all sports teams, so it's been a uh, fun season in uh, Muhammad. So, oh hey, yeah, have a great weekend, Brian. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Appreciate it. Yeah, they've had quite a run in Muhammad. In the sports world, I mean, just every sport. You know, I think the boys' golf qualified. I think for the next round, the sectional, uh, Champagne Central did too, of course. Um, Mom and girls, I think they won their regional golf. Uh, football has been really good. We've had some deep runs in a lot of different sports. So yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty impressive. I think they, I think Colin Likas and the crew. I think they were the program of the year last year. I think sports program for all that they did, if I remember right. 9.31 at DWS, and Cindy, hey. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to remind people uh, regarding the Safety Act that um, there's a whole layer of, you know, if there's wording in there like that uh, for the state, there's a whole layer of city uh, rules. So even if the state says that, the city can come down and mm. say, no, we're, you know, all you have to do is look up the city law. Ah. So uh, I feel more comfortable if that is worded in there, which I find really strange. I think we all do. Um, that everybody's forgetting about all the city laws that that uh, we have to abide by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just yeah. want to remind them that there is a trespassing law in the city zoning. So um, I think the police would be more than happy to remove. Yeah. Now, would the, the, so the state law wouldn't supersede it. In other words, if or do you know? Well, they say that the because it, it comes down. My understanding is that the most inclusive law is the one that presides. So, hmm. you know, the tighter it gets, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, that's my understanding of hmm. city laws. Yeah. So, um, okay. I trust the police and that they're going to take them out of my my yard. And um, <laughs> so. Just look up all the city laws, and you will feel more comfortable. <laughs> okay. Very good, just, just Cindy. Just a reminder. Okay. Thank you, Thanks. Cindy. Bye-bye. Very good. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, if you need to move a home, get a home, buy a home. Maybe you're moving out. You need to get it done quickly. Folks at Ryan Dallas can help you do that. Proof is in the results. A lot, hundreds of families helped already this year. i got to get some new numbers again from uh, the folks over there because I think my numbers are a little outdated, but... It was close to 500 about a month ago. I think there's a lot more than that. But uh, clients rave about their five-star experience with Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Ryan's team trained to find solutions that get you the best deal 
with the least amount of stress when it comes to selling or buying a home. RyanDallasRE.com is the website. Make sure you do that. Ryan Dallas, RyanDallasRE.com or call them 833-595-SOLD. All right, 9.33, let me get a quick break in here. The news headlines brought to you by First Midbank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Here's CBS with the latest news for us. Get the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens plant experts live Saturday mornings at 8.15 here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Not a pity for your thoughts here on this Friday. We'll do our flashback Friday coming up after the news at 10. Get you the topic here in a little bit. Just reading about state laws and local laws. State laws typically address domestic affairs and most areas of law not explicitly given to Congress. Typically, each state has a governor along with state representatives to create legislation. States often have a constitution or a code along with the judicial system and police power to enforce the law. Law and legislation at the state level can address a broad range of legal issues such as criminal and court systems, collecting state income or other taxes, family and divorce law, property ownership and deed registration, social welfare and aid programs, police and emergency services, industry regulation, maintenance of state highways and roads, setting up local governments and delegating authority. Now this is what lawinfo.com says. Generally, if there is a conflict between a state and local law, State laws override any county or local ordinances. Additionally, many states allow local courts to handle certain types of disputes in the court within their own municipality. So I don't know. Uh, that's, I'm just reading from it says the role of state law, lawinfo.com. If that's helpful or informative, I don't know. 938, Alan joins us. How you doing, sir? Morning, Brian. Uh... I kind of know how to take care of the trespassing situation in my house. I've got a uh, animal shocker that I would use on them. I don't need the police to help me with that. No. Oh. Okay. Take it into your own oh. hands, huh? Absolutely. Hmm. As far as I know, that's not a crime when it's on your own land to do that. Not here, anyway. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, be careful with that. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Uh... You can't come back unless you bring back a win, Brian. That's what people keep telling me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying we're going to win, but I have a good feeling about it. I do, too. It's hard to uh, figure how Wisconsin is going to react from that game last week. They can either be madder than a hornet or they might be deflated quite a bit. So it's kind of hard to read. Yeah, and they're – their running game, of course, is terrific, and they've got big guys up front, and then that's it's standard Wisconsin football. They don't the receivers are not game breakers. I mean, they don't have great receivers. Uh, they've got pretty good tight ends, but um, I like our defense. I mean, I don't. I don't this is not a team that's going to yeah. you know that's not going to throw the ball around all over the place either. So, 
I heard Bob Osmussen was predicting a high-scoring game. I'm really not. I think if we can score 21 points, we'll win. Uh, I think it'd be something like 21-17, something in that mm. area. Yeah, may come down to turnovers. Yeah, that's, mm. that's something you never know. Uh, one way or the other, Matt and penalties at the wrong time. Yeah, that's that. that's what got Wisconsin in their loss to Washington State. That's what got them at home is they made some mistakes in the red zone. They coughed it up a couple of times. Uh, missed a field goal that would have tied it late. Uh, so, yeah, it usually comes down to in an even game, that's the stuff that decides it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, have fun and come back a winner. Okay, we will. Thank you, sir. Yep, bye. Very good. We'll talk about it Monday, Monday Morning Quarterback Show, presented by Berkey's. We'll do that. All right, a couple of things here. Federal law excludes city and state laws. Our listener says, also local laws are specific to individual counties, towns, municipalities, cities, townships, and villages. Many have their own court systems and laws to handle such issues as rental laws, zoning, and local safety procedures. Uh, Federal laws supersede state and local laws. State laws supersede local laws. All right, somebody says, okay. And hi, Brian, I'm still bothered by the Indiana loss. It seems everyone but the officials thought the replay showed touchdown. Felt to me like Indiana ran unless run plays as long as oh, hang on a minute here. It felt to me like Indiana ran useless plays, useless run plays as long as they were leading or within a touchdown. It was like they were saving their best pass plays till the end of the game. Okay, I see. It also feels like the Illini are letting off the gas in the second half, maybe to keep healthy. What do you think? Now there's a good chance of an 0-2 Big Ten start. If they, obviously, if they don't win, they will be 0-2 in the Big Ten. The loss at Indiana was the uh, only loss they've had this year. I don't know. I think they've been they've been pretty consistent. Now, they got a, whatever it was, 24-0, 31-0 on Chattanooga. I think they shut things down. I mean, that last drive, they just ran the ball over and over again. Just to, Fourth quarter went really fast. So I guess in that sense they did, but the game was already decided, and there's no point in getting people hurt. But I, I think we've, uh, I think we've got a solid team. This is a little different, I think, because I know we've been teased before that ah, this might be pretty good, and then it doesn't work out. But I think uh, there's a pretty solid foundation being built over there. Just having seen enough over the last twenty plus years to kind of get a gauge on teams I've seen before, and and is this going to be a surprise team? You know, the '07 team snuck up on us a little bit. And then suddenly they were in the Rose Bowl. So you never know. (laughs) All right. uh, Another text. Castle Heating and Cooling presents that. Says it makes me full of anxiety to think of the inevitable re-election of Governor Pritzker. I think the last poll I saw, there was a poll. I don't know who did it or what, but I think he was up by 15. Seeing as how he likely funded Darren Bailey's campaign as the perfect loser in his November victory is almost assured. The state will follow suit, and electric cars will be required soon, I'm sure. He'll go be a, he'll, he will go absolute tyrant regarding education and crime as well. Think Gavin Newsom, but way worse. Well, we'll see what happens here, and uh, I guess early voting, what started yesterday. So here we go. By the way, speaking of the governor, I got my uh, property and tax rebate yesterday. Well, that's nice. 
It showed up. We were just talking about that with Chapin a little bit yesterday. So, yeah, it showed up. So there you go. 944 here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Back in a moment. Join us following Saturday Sports Talk at 9 o'clock Illini game day on Saturday from Camp Randall Stadium, 11 o'clock kick, Illinois and Wisconsin, Big Ten football. Looks a little bumpy there in Charleston, South Carolina. Just watching the uh, hurricane now as it's back to a hurricane. It was a hurricane, what, Cat 4. Then it got downgraded as it moved over land, left a lot of rain in Florida, and then now it's um, heading for Charleston, South Carolina. So it looks a little choppy there. Be careful if you're down that way. 947 at uh, DWS. A penny for your thoughts here on News Talk 1400 93.9 FM. We will talk more about the Safety Act. We'll really dig into it next Thursday. State Senator Scott Bennett in the 9 o'clock hour on Thursday. And State's Attorney Julia Reitz in the 10 o'clock hour. So back to back. So all of the questions that uh, come in as we go, and maybe those are a good time to ask either one of those folks. Uh, what's happening there. And I know they both have had concerns about the Safety Act. Uh, I've talked to them both about it. And there's been a lot of concern. Of course, the Vermilion County uh, State's Attorney filed a lawsuit. We talked with Chapin about that a little bit yesterday as well. Yeah, there's all kinds of levels of government just looking at, you know, from the federal laws to the state laws to the municipalities. You've got the county Counties often have a municipal charter, provide local ordinances, dictate the powers of the government along with how the law is enforced. The cities, towns, or villages within a county may have their own local laws and government as well, but oftentimes rural or remote areas rely on the county. Yeah, we know that here in in Champaign County. And you go all the way down to school districts. There may be further divisions that regulate specific areas. One common example is the school district, which have their own rules governing a school system which are limited to that specific area. So there are all kinds of levels of uh, state, local government. Talking about uh, is the state law over supersede a local law? What about the municipality laws? Local law enforcement with some of the aspects of the Safety Act. And so anyway, we'll try to get in all that uh, as we go. Barbara said, all I remember about Doris Kearns Goodwin is her plagiarizing in her book about the Kennedys. She's always been a darling of the left, like Ken Burns and other historians. I don't know if you heard her last night. I appreciate your comment. Thank you, Barbara. And I think the plagiarizing you're referring to, my wife and I were talking about this because she looked it up. There was a couple of places in one book she forgot to attribute something, and people accused her of plagiarizing. But it seemed to me, just reading about it, that it was kind of a mistake, I think, from what I had read. Now, I could be wrong, just forgot some attribution, and people accused her of that. So I don't know, maybe that's what you're referring to. I don't know. Um, and I don't know, I heard her talk last night. I thought she seemed really fair, um, discussing current events. There was a couple of questions about you know, the Founding Fathers and education today when it comes to the Founding Fathers and what's being taught. I thought her answer was really level-headed and... And a straight shooter on it, 
And one of the things she did talk about was, uh, and I've said this all the time, having loved history and uh, reading about history and so forth, um, is the, the fact that we tend, what happens, what's happening today, it seems like, is we put the way we look at the world now in 2022 and try to take that box and put it and put it around the people in 1776 or 1820 or whatever, and we and we don't have the context of what was going on in the world and around the society and how it was working back then, and we look at them and say, well, you should have known that or you shouldn't have been doing that. How could you not see that? And it's it's easy to do that. And when people do that, it's out of context. And I thought she made a great point about that uh, at her uh, discussion last night, that be careful with that <laughs> because you can't view the world the way it is today, the way the world was people had to do what they had to do to survive or keep the country together or make a compromise on certain things that you look back and you go, well, what were they thinking about then? Well, there's a reason for it. It didn't just happen in a vacuum. Uh, the lady caller was a little misguided. Municipal and county police can write NTAs, notices to appear for ordinance violations like a city trespass, but normally cannot make a custodial arrest as they would for state crimes. This listener says, I did both for 25 years in Champaign-Urbana, so could not physically remove the trespasser under a city charge. I sure hope this forthcoming law gets fixed. It's truly as bad as Chapin Rose and others are saying. So we get someone who's been in that business and uh, knows something about which they talk. All right, 952 at DWS. Hi, Brian. You mentioned you got your tax rebate yesterday. Do you have to fill out any paperwork to get it? No, I didn't. It just uh, came yesterday. Came from the uh, Comptroller's office. 952, Martell, how are you? How you doing there, Brian? Good. How are you, I sir? I want to clear for some of the new laws coming in January about they won't be able to rest and, and stuff like that. That's the, probably the biggest lie I've told because, for one, the judge have uh, discretion. Mm-hmm. And two, they got other laws to cover it, like city laws. But here what it is, it's about the bail. The bail should be for risk, not for riches. And and I'm going to tell you right now, you could pay a bail for somebody. They, the case could get thrown out. And the court still received the money because uh, they said for paperwork and stuff they have to do. But the person, the, the case got thrown out or they wasn't uh, convicted of the crime. But when the evidence came in, it shows that they wasn't a person, but the court still get to keep the money. And they're just trying to do it with the risks instead of the riches. Some folks can afford to lose money, but some folks, when you take money out the house, you take rent money, you take uh, gas money, you take food money, you take money out the house for the kids, and that's all they're trying to clear up. And you know, everybody knows the law is biased. And the only reason this is going on because they're talking about defunding the poorly, defunding the court system. But the court system has been getting rich off poor people back when they don't deserve the money. And that's all I'm saying. Have a wonderful day. Hey, Martell, thank you. Have a good weekend, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. 9.54. Let me get another break in here. Back with more here in a moment on A Penny for Your Thoughts on a Friday. 
On a penny for your thoughts, 957, our flashback Friday coming up after the news at 10. Our topic today has to do with pets. And I'm just wondering if you have a fond memory, if you go back in your memory bank and you think, okay, I had a great pet when I was a certain age, and here was its name, and it was a cat or a dog or a fish or a whatever. Uh, if you've got some memories of those and you want to share those or stories related to those, thinking about pets, okay, your favorite pet growing up or the name of your pet or you had a pet that always, when you think about that pet, you just smile to this day or a pet that seemed to live forever. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, some cats, go. they live to be 20 or 22 or something. I know we had a cat that lived about that long. Um, just share those stories, whatever uh, whatever you think back. When you think back to your growing up or even as a young adult or whatever the case may be, did you have a pet that was your favorite that uh, you really recall very, very fondly? So pets, the topic in the next hour on A Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, I got about a minute here. Mark, go ahead. Real quick, uh, Martel's comments were dead set wrong. He knows that if you're found not guilty, the bond is returned to you uh, minus the administrative fee of 10%. Uh, that's basically nationwide. And quite frankly, if you, he says you should go and, and pay, you know, rent or whatever. Well, if you have a suspended driver's license and you get pulled over and you know you're suspended, then why are you still driving? And that fine goes to encourage you not to drive anymore. So he's well aware of the bond requirements in Champaign County. And what he was saying was an absolute lie at some point mm -hmm. during that. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate Bye -bye. it. 959 at DWS. Got the news uh, headlines coming up here from CBS. News report at the top of the hour. Weather forecast. Pretty uh Pretty straightforward, high of 70 today. Flashback Friday coming up. Did you have a favorite pet growing up, a name, story about it? You can share all of that here in the uh, next hour. Again, our forecast today, pleasant, plenty of sun, a high of 70, low of 43 tonight, 74, the high tomorrow, mostly sunny and nice. And uh, should be maybe a little cooler, I think, in Madison, but uh, will be nice up there at Camp Randall Stadium. They tell me it's the fourth oldest stadium in the country. Been around since 1917. We'll be there tomorrow. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Flashback Friday next. One of our uh, theme songs on our Flashback Fridays, as we do at the last hour of the last Friday of every month, and just a chance to kind of get away from, uh, we've talked a lot of heavy stuff all week, and of course been watching the hurricane. I'm seeing some more footage here from the Florida Gulf Coast. Wow. That water's unbelievable. And the storm surge and so forth. But to kind of get away from all that for an hour, and just have some fun and do some uh, memory things and we've talked everything from cars to movies to concerts to you name it 
And I kind of went back and thought, you know, I don't think we've done anything on pets. If we have, I don't remember it. And I guess the gist of it is today, uh, you know, did you have a lot of pets growing up? I think everybody did. Most people did. Now, some people didn't or couldn't. Maybe they were allergic to them. I mean, I grew up on a farm. We had cats all over the place. And some of them we actually named. Uh, we always had a dog. had a dog named Creamer when I was a little kid that used to, when I get off the bus at school, it was always there at the end of the long driveway to meet me. Loved Creamer. That was my first uh, pet that I remember. And so if you've got a pet, and if you can't remember their name, that's okay. You think, man, I had this dog once that used to do this. It was always there on the front porch to greet me or... Man, I love that rabbit. We had this rabbit and it did this, or we had whatever. Whatever the pet is, we'll even take a snake. If you had a pet snake, that's okay too. That kind of oh, I don't understand that one, but if you've got if you had one of those, whatever the case may be, go back in your childhood, think, hey, I had this great dog, I'll always remember. When you think about the dog or the cat or the pet or whatever, it brings a smile to your face because you think about her. It's worth a funny story. Uh, you can share those with us here during the course of the hour. Today's show brought to you by OSF Medical Care Group's primary care providers. Offer seamless care from birth to seniors. Go to osfhealthcare.org to learn more. I had a dog named Dookie as well at one point. Dookie. Mike Hale is going to help. Dookie. Yeah. That's a, that's a had, cool yeah. That's a cool name. Dookie and Beagle. Okay. I think Dookie meant an untimely death because I think it was Dookie. Yeah, I, my dad will know for sure. He's got it written down. But my mom accidentally on the 4th of July, we were, oh, going, don't say we were going to the no, parade, no. Yeah, accidentally ran over him. No. He was sleeping. It was hot. Oh, we were so sad. That is. It's a sad story. But if you've got a happy story, that's... Yeah, you know, this... And you've got a, you've got a funny story. So. Yeah, this is... Um, we had a... Uh, kids would get rabbits. Oh, yeah. And we got a rabbit, but part of the part of the responsibility of the rabbit was taking care of it, and it was my job at age seven to take care of Honey Bunny. And we built an outdoor cage, a spacious cage. Honey Bunny wasn't in little thing. He had his very spacious cage that my dad and I built. Yeah. And Honey Bunny, the one thing he did well was he ate. Yeah. And once a day, I would bring Honey Bunny out. We'd go running around the yard and so on. And then I'd put him back in a cage, fill up his uh, bowl. And mm -hmm. my grandmother came to visit. My grandmother was in her 70s at that time. And she thought Honey Bunny was cute. And so Honey Bunny hopped on her lap. And then Honey Bunny scratched her pretty hard oh, no. to where she's like bleeding profusely and so they take my grandmother to the hospital and to the emergency room so she's all okay no yeah. no rabies or anything like that okay a couple of days later my dad comes in and says honey bunny has got to leave yeah so he said but i've arranged that we're going to take honey bunny to a farm and I've talked to a farmer, and, and Honey Bunny, I'm going to take it to a farm, yeah. and um, and and Honey Bunny will be just fine. 
But why don't you go to bed? So I, why we were doing this at 9 o'clock at night is beyond me. <laughs> yeah. But my dad got in the car, drove away with Honey Bunny to this supposed farm Farm, yeah. In Bridgeton, Missouri. And, uh, oh, my gosh. At night. At night. Yeah. Yeah. So you think and that- I never, <laughs> I never asked the question to my dad, what was the real story on Honey Bunny? Because I think he took it out somewhere and just let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was not telling the truth. No, he was yeah, not uh, telling the truth. How old were you again? I was seven. Seven. This wasn't Bridgeton. This was Overland Park. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Honey so, Bunny. Honey Bunny. Wow. But yeah, parents, that's just one of those. Be careful that, with that. You know, you. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You know, I'm remembering this story 60 plus years later. Yeah. Well, you talk, you've, you see the uh, cartoons or you see different things where people have funerals for their fish. Right. You know, and they, right. they flush them down right. the toilet or whatever, you know. Right. And, Oh, he'll be in a happier place. He'll be swimming well, in the Well, yeah, ocean. that's what my dad said. He'll be in a farm. He'll be in a farm, and it'll be great. And, uh, you know, he'll yeah. be around other animals. Well, Honey Bunny was so big that, you know, I wondered if Honey Bunny survived the night. <laughs> okay, well, that's All a good story. Well, thank you. That's what we're looking for. Okay, things, good. Funny stories or any stories that are sweet or sad or whatever, so... There you go, Mike Hale's Honey Bunny, Bunny Rabbit. All right, yeah, if you've got something like that, a story from the past, uh, let's go to the phones. Judy's up. Hi, Judy. Hi. I just uh, wanted to call you and and tell you how I was brought up with the animals. Um, I was pretty young, and the only place um, we used to live off a church there on First Street, and uh, I would try to take in all the animals I could as far as feeding them. And then, you know, you didn't have all these um, ordinances uh, hooking up all the animals and stuff. So I got really, the older I got, the more I got really uh, taken with the animals and what they needed. And so then that's when I uh, was with the Humane Society for many years. And um, I would certainly do it again, even though I'm still involved in it. Hmm. And I've had three vets donate time. And I we've done probably at least 400 cats at no charge. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. 400. And we've been busy. And I was a cruelty investigator through the Department of Ag in Springfield. And I was the second pers- person that uh, he gave me a certificate to carry uh, some state on me so people thought I wasn't fooling around with them. And then then lately, Lears, I always carried a gun. So you just don't know who you're going to run into and uh, or what they're going to say or what they're wanting to do. <laughs> so anyway, I haven't had to use my gun, but I certainly would to try to come out of some of the circumstances and then let them take them off, you know? So mm. anyway, it, it's been an interesting time. Yeah. And I think if people really want to do something to help, it doesn't matter whatever's going on with you physically. I think it helps all people. I had polio 
And so hmm. to this day, I'm sitting here now and I'm doing a truck with some food and cat food that's some strays. Hmm. So, yeah, I probably will do it until I'm dead. <laughs> well. I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm 77. Well. So I've really taken quite an interest, and the best part was is all the time that the vets gave me. We had three vets that gave time, and I'll tell you, I really appreciated it. It made quite a difference, you know, with the animal control. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Anyway. I won't keep you, but... Well, uh, thank you, Judy. Ha- I mean, we have to remember they have the same thing going on with their body, just like we do. That's yep. how they survive. Yep. So I hope people think more about that. Very good. And uh, Anyway, well, thank you for your time. Thank you, Judy. Good to hear from you. Have a good weekend. 1019, and we go from Judy to Jay. How you doing, Jay? Wonderful. Are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Hey, we had uh, two dogs. One was named Tiger Tag. He was a collie mix from the pen or the dog pounds, and one was named Skosh, and he was a boxer and something else. I don't know. They're both mutts. But anyway, Tiger Tag would climb a woven wire fence, stand on top of the fence, and always jump into the neighbor's yard and be gone. <laughs> he was just a, a dog that loved to run. So finally, my dad built a an enclosure with chicken wire across the top and left a little opening that was probably eight inches square. That dog would climb up there and hang upside down and climb through that that chicken wire hole and be gone. <laughs> and one day in the wintertime, my brother took the two dogs out to play in the snow, and Tiger Tag led the other dog, Skosh, astray. And Tiger Tag came home. Skosh didn't. So we oh. went to the pound, and there was Skosh in the pound, and he was so mad that he had gotten led astray and didn't come home that night. And he just kind of was to himself for a couple of days, really, really upset. But this, this other dog, this one named Skosh, we had a little tiny dog house for him, and he kept growing and kept growing. So my eighth-grade shop project, I built a dog house. And the framing of it was so large, they had to, I had to build the thing out in the hallway in the shop area at school. And it just happened to be across the hallway from the teacher's lounge. So I'm sure they loved that bang, bang, bang every day. <laughs> And this thing was sided and had shingles. It was like a little house. Wow. And we are going to take huh. it out the front door of the school, but the front door center post had been in place for probably 80 years, all rusted in. So we had to get four guys, carried it to the third floor of the school, down the hallway, then down to the gym and out, put it in a pickup truck to get it home. And when we got the thing home, the dog was crawling on its belly to get in. It was so used to the little dog house, and he had probably a foot above his his shoulders to the top of the door entry. So it, it was a, it was a fun time being a little kid and having a couple dogs. I bet. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Those are great names too. I like it. Well, Hey, have a good day. Thank you, Jay. Good to be on with you. Thank you. Uh, ni- uh, 1021 at DWS, uh, Smokey Don Angel West York. Is that the, that the name of a pet? I guess, huh? Somebody said, we're talking about pets today. If you had a favorite pet growing up or a pet story that you remember that you think about is uh, we just had one there, a couple of dogs, and one dog that just wanted to be on the run all the time. That was pretty cool. Texter says, we had a dog named Rover. We lived in the country. He was an outside dog. He loved to get skunks and raccoons. He would trap and kill them and then bury them. About a week later, he would dig them up and roll all over them. <laughs> That's what they do, right? When he was dry, he didn't smell too bad, but when he got wet, 
The aroma was strong. Needless to say, he was not a cuddling dog. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. 10:22 at uh, DWS, and we go back to the phones here to Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, how are you, Brian? Good, I'm doing well. I just have a funny story about a friend of mine. She had about a about a nine-year-old son and a six-year-old son, and the boys had caught a frog, and they had it for a long time and named it and everything, and um, they put it in one of those little plastic pools in the garage, and I think they'd had it well over a year, and they really liked it. So the seven-year-old came home from school one day, the frog's gone. Now, they also had a puppy, just a stray puppy, and the mom had found uh, the leg of a frog sticking out of the puppy's mouth. But she didn't want to hurt her boy's feelings, so she told the seven-year-old that they, the frog grew up and wanted to go back to its family, and it'll have little frogs, and it got to go see its mom and dad. Long story, she tells him. So she goes inside, and the nine-year-old comes home and says, oh, where's our frog? And he said, the dog ate it, but don't tell mom because she thinks it ran away from the family. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Oh, that's Bye. awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, don't tell mom. She, she believes the other. <laughs> All right, John, how are you? I'm trying to get over the <laughs> frog good. story. Yeah, Okay, so like 30 years ago, my brother Jay had two dogs. They were dachshunds, and they were named Barney and Betty. And he would keep their leashes with their collars in Flintstones uh, lunchboxes. Really? Okay. Okay. And they would sit next to the front door, and he would be sitting in the living room, and he would say, do you want to go for a walk? And they'd get all excited, and he'd go, go get your suitcase. And they would run to the front door and come back with those those lunch boxes in their mouth, flip the latch with their paw, open it with their nose, and grab their leash, and then sit in front of him. <laughs> they were hysterical. Isn't so, that awesome? Funny. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. It's amazing what they so, know. Yep. I've got a Boston Terrier, and every once in a while, if my wife has got something to do, I'll bring her to work with me. And I drive around in a truck most of the time checking on construction sites. And uh, all I have to do is look at the dog and say, let's go, we're going to be working dog. And she'll run out the front door and sit right in front of the driver's side of my truck. Hmm. So, Wow, that's awesome. They're, they're just like little pieces of Are, our family. Aren't they really? So, yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Thanks, John. Well, it's a great day in America. You guys have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Appreciate it. 10, 1025. Let me get a break in real quick. Better do that. Uh, back short break here. A couple of minutes, and then we'll continue with more of this. Flashback Friday. Pets. Names of your pets, favorite pet you had, story about your pet. They really are part of our family. I mean, especially growing up, you just kind of bond with this little animal of some sort, whether it's a fish or a cat or a dog or whatever it is. And it's amazing how that happens. My daughter's had hamsters for a little while. My older daughter did. 1025, back in a moment. Join us tonight at 7 at Huff Hall for live action, play-by-play Illinois volleyball as they take on Purdue at Huff tonight on DWS.
1028, our flashback Friday at the end of every month, and we've hit the end of the month. This is the last day of the month, September 30. Our uh, overall show today under the umbrella of Illini Friday is brought to you by OSF Cardiovascular Institute. Your heart is their mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash beat. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair is sponsor of our show. Dave Miller and Bill Gallo, passionate about what they do. A couple of decades plus now in business. They're on the south side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. Easy to find. Great building. They'll just take the stress out of an accident or anything that happens with your vehicle or if you hit a mailbox or you... Shopping cart gets loose and dings your car. That happens, man. Parking lots at grocery stores are like really dangerous. You got to be careful with stuff that can hit your car or your vehicle. But anything like that, big or small or in between, they will take care of it. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. All right, ten twenty nine. Uh, one here I saw that was really funny it says Ursa Minor was a raccoon we had. I took her to school, and she was quite well-behaved. Unfortunately, the other children were not so well-behaved, and I had to take her home. <laughs> All right, Calvin's up next. Hi, Calvin. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Good. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, I spoke. I probably talked to you a while back about that Little League schedule you didn't have. But anyway... Uh, when I was, I was in the military for about six years, I spent my, I lived for six years over in Europe. So on my second tour, I bought a purebred Rottweiler. And, uh, when we went to get it as a pup, uh, the owner said, please do not move when we open the door. So he opened the door and let the father out. Their father was a purebred winner in pedigree at a fair. And if he was in champagne, he had won a radius of, from here to Chicago, around to Indianapolis, if you can imagine, down to Effingham, around St. Louis, Springfield, back up to Chicago. So that's how big he had won. And on all fours, on all fours, I'm about 6'4". He came up to about, his back came up to about my growing area. <laughs> that's how big he was. She was a female pup. Now, when she passed away, she was close to 185 pounds. Oh, my and goodness. I, Yes, uh, she was uh, registered. Had in her ear, she had the uh, the serial number in her ear. Ear. I called her. I named her Prowess. <clears throat> like people named her Prowess defense, and um, that's how big she was when they came out and let the pups out. They looked like baby wolves because they hadn't bobbed their tails and and their ears yet. And uh, that's how big she was. Yeah, I bought her for back then for about. 500 marks, that's about a, well, about 1,000 marks. That's about $500 mark rate. Wow. Yeah, that's how big he was. He was a purebred winner. You didn't open the door. He said, please do not open the door. And when he opened the door and the father came out, he he, he showed that he owned that yard. Didn't nobody move. (laughs) How much does it cost a week to feed a dog that big? Uh, Well, I don't know. I bought the big bags of pedigree, so I wouldn't have to worry about it. I'd have to, her food consisted of, I bought a big bag of pedigree, like here at the store, and then I'd buy about fifteen cans of uh, <clears throat> meat food, like pedigree meat, and mix it together. Mm. Wow! So, uh, one one big scoop, one big scoop of uh, the dry dog food, and uh, probably one and a half cans of meat. Mm. Wow! Yeah, it's a big I, dog. I went to yeah, I went to use. I had to use a tire chain that you see on trucks in the winter time. That's what I had to use to put around the front tree if I had her out in the front yard. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Break in the other, 
yeah, she'd break any other chains. That's how strong she was. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's a great story, Calvin. Hey, thank you. All right. Yep, yep. Have a good weekend, sir. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. When I was little, we had a Pekingese, a Pekingese named Toy. I used to take her for rides in my doll buggy. Such a sweetie. All right, that's a cute name, too. When my daughter got married, a texture says, talking about pets here, when my daughter got married in 1989, my future son-in-law had two cats named Ruffles and Pringles, then got a dog and named him Frito. That's pretty good. I thought they were clever names. He's been a wonderful son-in-law all these years. <laughs> my wife and I lived south of the village of Jamaica in a small home and had a dog named Ringo, short-legged, white with big black spots, Uh, and lived across the road. Uh, is it puppies? I don't know. Lived across the road from us up on a hill, and this is Busey came and knocked on the door and asked if we should have, if we could have her dog dishes. Our dog would not only steal their food, he would steal their dishes and bring them home. <laughs> okay. Wow. Our small poodle named Scotty, another listener says, would bark at any of his family members when we tried to hug each other. He was our protector. We let him go with our daughter when she went on her high school dates in a car. We felt that no hanky-panky would occur with Scotty sitting between our daughter and her date. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, I've had many dogs and cats, another listener says I love. My fish story comes to mind. I won a fish at the fair back in the 70s, throwing a ping-pong ball into the fish bowl. My goldfish was white with black spots. I named him Spot. My mom used to clean his fishbowl, and she dropped him on the floor one too many times. He died. She flushed him, and that night we had fish sticks for supper. She swears that wasn't on purpose. Spot lived for a year. I never had another fish. (laughs) Oh, my That is bad timing to have fish sticks on the night the fish dies. I mean, that's, wow. All right, lines are jammed here. Sarah, how are you, Sarah? Yes, good morning. I have a story to tell. Uh, We lived in the country and had a dog named Higgins. He loved to make the three-mile trip into Ogden to visit friends, let's say. So anyway... My dad got a knock on the door one day, and it was the animal control officer. And he said, do you have a dog? I've been trying to catch it in Ogden, and I can't catch it. He said, he's making a beeline for your house across the fields. Because my dad didn't usually put the um, tags on when the dog was outside. Okay. You know, thought he might get caught up on something, but um, <laughs> let's say the dog enjoyed making trips to Ogden. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> there are some, maybe there's some puppies out there, huh? That, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. Anyway, thank you. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. Zoe, up next. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Brian. I don't know if I ever told this before, but... Um, it's funny, I think. My um, brother <clears throat> my brother had a poodle named Pierre, and uh, we went out of town somewhere, and my grandmother was, the, my, my dad's mother was supposed to take care of Pierre, and she had 
him at her apartment house, which was on Church Street. And one day she called my other grandmother. They were best friends, by the way, even when my parents were little kids, which is a wonderful another story. Anyway, she said, you have to come over here. Pierre got out, and I can't get him. And so my other grandmother lived on Prospect Avenue. They didn't live real far apart. And she went out to get in the car, and Pierre was on her front porch. Hmm. He knew both grandmothers, and he went from one to the other. Side. Really? Huh. And I just always loved that story. Yeah. I think it's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Good to hear from you on that. Uh, too many pet stories to think of, the best to share, a listener says, but words of wisdom, to quote my late grandmother, she always said, if you treat your dog like a human, it makes them smarter, and you'll get a friend for life. And so far, she's been correct. And another one says, another listener, text line, Castle Heating and Cooling, says, we never had children, so our pets were our, quote, kids. Our special doctor we had was a shih tzu named Chrissy. She used to go to school with me during homecoming week, so all the kids knew her. She was even one of, even in one of the school plays. Wow. She loved to travel and ride in the boat. She was very smart and knew lots of tricks. When she died, we received over 50 sympathy cards. Wow. For Chrissy. That's impressive. All right, 1038, talking pets here this morning on our Flashback Friday as we go along here this morning. And Rosie, you're up next. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Hi. Well, I've got kind of a strange story, probably. Lived on the farm. My dad was a farmhand, and uh, on the farm we had uh, feeder cattle. You know, they brought in, I guess, the calves, and then I wasn't very old, okay? Mm-hmm. I was probably six years old. Well, I picked out one of them to be my pet, and it was black and white, and so I named it Black and White. And I went out to see it, of course, daily, reached the point to where I rode it like a pony. I was also crazy about horses, and so, you know, the the cow, the calf didn't mind, and so I would ride the calf. And, of course, you know what happens with feeder cattle? They oh, yeah. got older, and so black and white went away. But the real thing was we're eating at the table and my brothers, who were three and four years older than me, said, I think this is black and white. <laughs> well, that was the end of my eating the meat, because <laughs> I, I believed it was black and white. Yeah? Oh, my. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I, you know, and I loved all the cats. We had gobs mm-hmm. of cats, too. And, you know, I remember my dad milking the cows, and, I mean, by hand, or the cow, maybe. Maybe it was just one cow that we had to be milked. But he would squirt that milk into the cat's mouth as they sat like a ways from him, you know. Mm. So anyway, that was that was entertainment. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Well, you had to learn. Of course, we, we had sheep, so and we would, you know, raise some for breeding and others for market. So, right. So you, right. you had to be careful not to get too attached to the sheep because – Exactly. Some of them, some of them wouldn't uh, you know wouldn't be around, and uh, some of them we would actually yeah. take to market and you know have for meals later. I mean, so right, it was right. 
But as yeah. a kid, that can be hard to comprehend. If you're not. Yes, it was. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I knew. Well, that was the that was the one and only time I ever made a pet out of one of them because I mean, it would come to me when I would go out. I mean, amongst all of them, that one would come to me because. It knew it was my 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 pet. <laughs> yep. But anyway, I but I black and white ended up not well. I well, think at the well, end probably not. Older, right. <laughs> okay, that but, was an unusual pet, but I was somewhat attached. Very to it. good. I understand. Thank okay. you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Bye. Rosie. All right, callers, hang on. I got to get this break in. Come back with more here. We got several callers waiting and have been waiting. We'll get to you. Got a couple more texts that have come in talking about the pets. You raised or raised with, or you remember fondly from your youth or whatever. Back in a moment. Ten forty-four on a penny for your thoughts. Our flashback Friday. We do it at the end of the month, last hour of the last Friday, and here we are. We've reached it again. We'll be in Madison tomorrow for Wisconsin football. Got volleyball tonight here on the radio. High school football on our sister station. So busy times. All right, uh, let's get to some more pet stories. Eric's up next. Hey, Eric. Hi. Right, good morning. Good morning, um, sir. What was the learning situation? We had this. I was like nine years old, and we got this German Shepherd as a pup. And I think I might have been ten. He was he was he was fully grown, and so I'd walk him from where I lived on First and Chalmers over to the Fraternity Park or Washington Park, if you will. And so I, you know, to do his business, that was back then when, you know, you cleaned up whatever was in your yard with from any other dogs, and it just there wasn't all this business that you got now about plastic bags and everything. So it was time for him to go, and I was daydreaming. And he weighed probably about 80 pounds, and I was probably weighed about 65 pounds. So I was, he saw a squirrel or something, and I went down, and I got dragged across a park to where my shirt went up, and I got rocks bet, you know, dug into my chest and everything. And, you know, when I got, I learned not to daydream anymore. I think I beat his ass, you know, I beat him down a little bit after that. But that was a learning experience about paying attention while walking the dog. Yeah. You know? Gee. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Can't make that one up. No, you can't. Mine for the day. Hey, thank you, All Eric. Right. You're welcome. Good job. Thank you. Let's go to Kurt. How you doing, Kurt? Oh, I'm doing fine there, Brian. The story I have to tell is about this little cat we had named Midnight. Well, my mom, my mother got a little upset with him, so mad what he did, so she said, that's it. I mean, all those kids had gone away to college. Well, she got rid of him, took him to the Humane Society. Well, about two years later, I'm, I'm, I'm home. I got a job locally working at a grocery store. And she called me up and said, we just got a call from the goods in an old neighborhood right across the street that midnight is over there. So she 
went over there to take a look at him. Sure was, it was midnight. And it turned out my mom had missed him, and she took him home. And he just meowed her like he, he was glad to see her. And it looked like he had lived with some people for a while, according to the Humane Society. But apparently he'd been missing for quite a long time, so she just took him back, and he stayed with her until he died and he and that cat lived to be 17 and a half years years old hmm. minus two years away from, two years away from the family that originally got him so that's that's what i want to bring up wow wow isn't that amazing how they remember us and oh, i mean yeah. i mean there's there's just something there that happens it's just amazing thanks okay well, have a good day thank you kurt appreciate it my grandmother uh, barnhart had a uh, caught named a cat named cautious because the cat would just hang around, and I, f- I forget the story of how she found it, but the cat, I guess, just started showing up on her back porch. And that cat lived forever. But uh, cautious, she was always she would always sit like under the porch, and she'd she'd never she'd rarely come out. I mean, if you tried to approach her, we would try to approach her as kids, and she'd just immediately you know pull back, and but she would come out for grandma to get something to eat because grandma would provide her with some milk or some food, you know, and there she'd be. And it's like, oh, cautious, cautious is out from under the porch. And she named her cautious because she was really cautious. I just always thought that was cool. I like this one. We had a cat named Blackie that was all black and you could run and you could and would run inside and outside, this listener says. We made the mistake of catching baby bunnies or baby chipmunks and putting them in a box that we thought was nice and safe, but Blackie would always get them and take them out. We learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that can happen. Next up, Randall. Hey, Randall. Hello. Hey. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm calling because I had a neutered male rescue cat, and I've had rescue cats all my life and they are the best i want to tell you they will love you to their last breath Mm. well anyway this cat was named mo and uh he i was reclining on my recliner one day nearly uh horizontal and he got up on my chest and i was petting him and he was purring and then all of a sudden he went over to the side of my head and he began to suckle my earlobe Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> well this is the first time i've ever had a cat suckle my earlobe ooh, wow all right <laughs> he must have, he must have uh uh been separated from his mother at an early age oh, too my young goodness. or something wow i don't know but it was a, it was kind of a shock but um it didn't see you know it just seemed to be part of the part of the course for him so i just let him do it he did it numerous more times in his life and then he decided he'd had enough and uh <laughs> he quit <laughs> but that was most unusual i have yeah to say. <laughs> it did so it didn't hurt did it no I mean, no no no, no, no. Just, uh, didn't it, yeah oh wow okay that's that, a, that's what i have that is unusual thank you randall <laughs> yes thank you appreciate Bye-bye. it Ten fifty. we had a lot of kitten a lot of cats uh, some in the barn. Now you had what we called wild barn kitties that were not tamed. You know that were just on their own. That was the different uh, uh, is what my brothers and sister would call them, wild barn kitties. But uh, they would hiss at you and all this stuff. But you know the ones that we had that we had from when they were born and had them from birth. 
Uh, we just had a lot of them around. And then catch mice, too. You know, that was that was important. All right, Gary. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. I was, uh, well, I'm 69 years old, so this is a story a long time ago. But I was the only child, and I was raised with a boxer dog. He was my best friend. Weighed about 90 pounds, and this in a small town. And that was before leash laws and all that. And he used to run around, and he'd always come home. And everybody in town knew him. It wasn't a big town. Everybody in town knew our dog. And one night, he got out. We were all in bed, I guess, and didn't even know it. But what used to happen, and he'd do this often, and the sheriff all knew him, and they'd just pick him up, put him in the back of the squad car, and they'd ride around with him until morning, and then they'd bring him back home. Huh. And we always had this vision, because every once in a while they would arrest somebody, and they just left our 90-pound boxer in the back of the squad car, and they'd throw whoever they arrested in the back of the seat of the squad car, and he'd ride around with <laughs> with our 90-pound dog in the back seat with their prisoner going to going to the county jail. Oh, so man. I, we always had that vision of what that if a guy was maybe a drunk or something. He'd look over and see this dog staring at him, what he must have thought. Yeah, I wonder. But, yeah, wow. <laughs> more, more than once, though. I can remember many times the sheriff pulling up in our driveway at 8, 8.30 in the morning and opening the back door and out would jump our dog and my mom would meet him outside and open the door and let him in and they'd wave at each other and that was it. He'd that was it. bring him back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's a great story. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. You're welcome. That's Have awesome. Have a good weekend. Good morning, Brian. This is from a farmer raised on a farm who had daily farm chores to do every day. One of those house chores was milking cows. There were several barn cats there waiting and watching for mealtime. Sometimes I would oblige them by squirting milk straight to them. It didn't take long for them to get pretty good at the receiving end. Kind of comical to watch this at mealtime. Yeah, I bet. Some cats were wild, some were tame. If they were not fed this way, the more conventional method was used. The menu was the same either way, fresh, warm milk. Yep. Uh, and another one says, my dad always wanted a farm dog for protection, the listener says. He brought home a bulldog mix. Back then, dogs are scrapes and some kibble if there wasn't enough scrapes that day. We didn't know chicken bones were bad for dogs. I tossed him a leg bone and he bit it in half and swallowed the whole thing. He just gave me that got any more look. He was a beast. Well, there you go. 10.53, I like this one. Charlotte the goldfish. Charlotte met her end, and along with my brother's fish, Herbie, when our friends came around and we decided to see how many toys we could dump in their fish tank. <laughs> Oops. Can't do that. All right, 10.53. Man, that's a sad one. Back in a moment. on a penny for your thoughts it was just like a movie just like a song it was just like a 
When we were young. All right, there is a couple minutes to go here. 10.57 on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, Had a lot of fun here with our uh, pets topic. Great pet stories. We've all had them. Most of us have had pets somewhere along the way. I mean, that's kind of part of growing up. I saw this one. It says, when I was nine, we had six cats. Ronnie, Baxter, Herbaceous, Goldie, Hey You, Grim, and Barrett. The list of cats is near endless. I'm really into naming things. We had a guinea pig named Ninny, a rabbit named Percy. The cats thought he was a very weird cat. (laughs) I had a fish at some point. I don't name fishies. They die. Uh, My father's place had a very old horse named Max. Later, I had a Shetland pony named Cupcake. I was not responsible for naming Cupcake. My dad brought her from another family for $100. Okay, there you go. Uh, 1058 at DWS. And again, thank you for all the contributions. If you uh, send some in here, if it's too late, go ahead and send them in, and we'll I'll mention them here sometime early next week. We'll just go back and pick up a couple of them if you want to still get one in. Uh, About a minute to go here. Again, we'll have uh, high school football on the radio tonight on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. And uh, Joey Wright, Colin Likas on that. They do a great job with that, so you'll enjoy that. And uh, game of the week is Muhammad, Quincy Notre Dame. Lots of other football, of course, around. Volleyball tonight on the radio here on DWS, so I hope you'll listen for that as well. Had a great time. I mentioned at the library last night, Doris Kearns Goodwin. They do uh, great authors, the author series. Uh, so uh, check out Champagne.org, the Champagne Public Library, for all the activities they have and all the speakers. And, of course, they got the books and everything else that comes with the library, the Friends Shop Bookstore and, and so forth. But it's a great library, a great jewel in our community, and we hope that uh, you'll visit there. A lot of people do. Every time I go by there, the parking lot's just full. So a lot of people take advantage of all the different things. You want to get a meeting, you can do a meeting there. You can... Do all kinds of things. Learn how to start a business and learn technology if you're a little behind on that. You can always learn more about that. Champaign Public Library, go to champagne.org. Our show today, again, brought to you by the folks at OSF Healthcare, Cardiovascular Institute, expert heart care right here for you in Champaign-Urbana. Producer today has been Adam Austin. Thanks to him for all his great work. And we appreciate you as well, always being there. And we'll be talking to you tomorrow from Madison. So we'll get ready, head up there later this afternoon with the team. And hopefully bring back an Illini win over those Badgers and get ready for the Hawkeyes next week. Thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. Go Illini. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana at the Tone. It'll be 11 o'clock Central.